This is Top Landing Gear. We are on our first ever top landing gear road trip. We've come to RAF Coningsby in Lincolnshire, home of the Battle of Britain Memorial Flight. And our host here for the day, we are so thrilled, is Flight Lieutenant Neil Farrell, better known as Faz. He is bomber leader on the beautiful, beautiful Avro Lancaster, which we're just standing in front of now. Neil, best job in the RAF, would you Absolutely, say? Absolutely, without a doubt. Without a doubt. Pinch myself every time I come to Coningsby and know that I'm going to fly it quite a responsibility. Huge responsibility. Uh, it's got a massive following. Uh, everyone loves it wherever it goes. It's not lost on you what the aircraft represents. It's exhilarating. It's a huge pat on the back professionally to be picked to fly it, but it's also terrifying as well. <laughs> there's only one of these in the world, or in the RAF at least, there's one more encounter, yeah. but this is the only one we've got. And uh, it's a huge responsibility to take it out, show it off, and bring it back in one piece. Yeah. Was it something you wanted to do from early days? or is it It's a funny question, that, Jim, because um, people... I've said to me, do you know what, Faz, I remember when you were this big, you said you wanted to fly it. I can't remember that, but I must have said it. Uh, but certainly when, I mean, as you know, I started my RAF career flying helicopters. Yeah. So you're a long way from being selected to fly this with that skill set. Yeah. As James has found out. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, a long way from being selected to fly anything with that skill set. <laughs> but um, I eventually made the cross to fixed wing. And then I had a, an in to fly heavier aircraft. And as soon as I got that nod that I was going to fly big airplanes, then this was definitely the goal. Yeah. So a normal day job, when you're not here, would be flying? I'm at RF Waddington on the Boeing E3D Century, which a lot of people know as the AWACS. So it's, the, it's another ageing machine uh, based on the Boeing 707, mm. but it's the airborne early warning and control system that we have for the UK. Yeah, that's got a funny thing called a nose wheel, hasn't it? It has your nose. <laughs> Good spotting. <laughs> yep, the Lancaster's completely the other way around. Yeah. So what's the... What's the path you have to take? You say, right, I want to fly the Lancaster. You're accepted. Yep. What's the path from going from flying the, the AWACS to, to this? There's some prerequisites to begin with. So uh, a signal normally gets put out saying we need some, some new people. Um, headlines are you need at least three and a half thousand hours in the air, uh, a captain on a frontline multi-engine aircraft, preferably a low-level background, preferably an instructor, but certainly that at some time you've been assessed as above average. Right. Um, Did you tick any of those boxes? Just, I got a good face for radio, so I said, <laughs> you'll do, mate. Um, you make your application. Similar to the Red Arrows in many ways, you get asked for a, um, an interview. There's a bit of a social as well. And then um, you're picked, or you're, or you're told, very sorry, try again next year. And here I am. Wow. And in terms of the actual training? Well, unfortunately, she's not here right now. But at the other end of the hangar, we've got a Douglas Dakota, uh, which is the what we call it, always the bridesmaid, never the bride. Um, very popular airplane too, but that's our training vehicle. So that's the first time, as you alluded to, that guys like me will have touched what we call a tail dragger, an aircraft with a tail wheel. So um, you'll do a few hours on that, end up going solo. You'll complete your first um, public display approval on the Dakota as a captain on that. Um, and that's when the, 
RAF top brass come down and you show off your skills to them and we do as a team to prove that we're safe to go and show these aircraft off to the public. Ideally, somewhere through your first season, once you've got a certain amount of hours in that aeroplane and a certain amount of tailwheel landings, you're then eligible to start training in the Lancaster. Now you start off initially in the right-hand seat. I think the right-hand seat is the best job in the RAF. Why, you might ask, is because you haven't got to land it. <laughs> okay? Tail draggers are quite difficult, particularly yeah. in crosswinds, and this lady, the Lancaster, is very difficult to taxi in a crosswind. It, it hasn't got a tailwheel pin like the Dakota, so it doesn't help you keep in a straight line. doesn't lock. No, it doesn't lock. So you're forever putting in little bits of brake or asymmetric what's, thrust. What's the, the visibility like out, out the front when you're actually taxiing? very good? It is good. It's yeah. good. It's not like the fighters with a big nose in front of yeah. you. It's actually quite good up there. It's a nice big greenhouse, so that's got other problems in the summer as well when mm -hmm. you strap in. <laughs> but um, no, so you'll you'll do a few hours in the right-hand seat as a co-pilot, um, build your experience. So you'll fly the Lancaster as a co-pilot and the Dakota as a captain, and then two or three seasons later, maybe you'll start the transfer to the left-hand seat. As a Lancaster captain, wow. and from then pretty much on, you'll do all your public display approvals flying the Lancaster. How many captains are there on the on the flight? We've got two at the moment. Yep. We're both instructors, myself and Seb Davy. Mm -hmm. uh, we're soon to get another guy, Paul Ernie Wise. He's mm -hmm. a Dakota captain at the moment. He's had a bit of bad luck with the COVID season yeah. and what have you. We were hoping to make him a captain this year. It's going to be next year now, so we'll have three captains on the Lancaster, right. uh, but we'll all be captains on the Dakota, and, and there'll be five of us that can fly the Dakota as well. And Faz, how long is your tour on, if that's the right word, on the Lank? Ambiguous, that. <laughs> if you think that all of the bomber crews, as we call ourselves, come from frontline squadrons, you've got a frontline day job as well, if you like. Some of us are at Bryce Norton, I'm at Waddington up the road. Um, so it's a thing that we can do in our spare time or when our squadron can spare us. I was going to ask, is there, is there quite a lot of opera, uh, goodwill from your operational huge, units? Huge, <laughs> But also there's a bit of kudos for them? There is, there is as well. Um, but the big pull is actually on your families as well. So there comes a time when that pull in all different directions uh, is too much and some people have just got to say, do you know what, I've got to put family first for a while now and give back some of my weekends in summer to the families. Um, but yeah, it's, it's worth every penny. Do you feel yeah. a bit cheated this year, having not had... Uh, Hugely. Yeah. <laughs> Hugely cheated, yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. Can I just Sorry, just need to finish off your question about yeah. tour length. Yeah. Um, when we recruit guys, we normally ask for a minimum of five years return. You're not held to it. People realise that things go on in the real world, in the Air Force, that you may have to give up sooner. But certainly this is my seventh season, sixth year, seventh season, and I hope to do at least another five. Wow. Amazing. Yeah. As a as a captain. Absolutely. It's not you don't they don't just gradually push you off into the <laughs> <until laughs> long grass. Except a captain too, there may yeah. be days when I'm his co pilot. Sure. Um, yeah. it is what it is. You know, you, you, you share the love. It's a privilege to be here, so you can't get too precious about what seat you sit in. No, no. What about the guys who do go off back into normal frontline squadrons having served on this BBMF for, for a while? Is there a sense of regret? Do they hate moving on or are they actually quite looking forward to getting back to what they really joined up to do I first I personally can't face that I really can't think of a day when I'm not doing this job yeah. I think you're it all depends on your personality I think I think some guys when they walk away from this have to walk away from the Air Force and go and do wow. things outside Gosh. Uh, a couple of guys I know are still in and it just it got to the stage where they're just done enough weekends and thought I've done it now I've enjoyed it let's walk away with a clean slate 
and, and an aircraft that's in one piece. Um, and certainly I fly with a guy at uh, RF Waddington called Lieutenant Loz Rushmere. He left as I joined, but I still fly the century with him. He has no regrets. He had a good time uh, and it's, uh, it's a highlight of his career. So as a, as a pilot compared to other aircraft, other particularly multi-engine aircraft, what does she like to fly, the Lancaster? It's horrible to taxi. Mm-hmm. Once it's in the air, it's a dream. It's perfectly balanced. It's yeah. got bags of power. Uh, it's nice and smooth. It's very stable. Yeah. So flying it, it is, is, is lovely. It really is nice. And it's nice having a four-man flight deck, which is something I'm used to on Sentry. Yeah. I love the position of flight engineer. It's, yeah. it's a, a dying trade, unfortunately, but mm-hmm. it's nice that this is the only other aircraft we've got with, with that uh, crew member on board. And um, to go to war in, can you imagine what that would have been compared to going to war in a modern... Frightening, I yeah. think, frightening. And I think we, um, we talk about that every time we get in it. So if you think of um, eight or nine hour sorties, you know, it's, it's not the most comfortable. The captain's chair is quite nice, but all the other crew positions aren't particularly yeah. palatial. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're at night, probably. Yeah. This is probably um, another nine hour mission on the back of the one you did two days before. <laughs> so fatigue is setting in. And what I think would be frightening is if you are on fire in a spin with all your parachute gear on, uh, your, your um, sheepskin leathers, yeah. keeping you warm. I don't know whether you've been in the back of our Lancaster, but there's no room. Yeah. It's built around a bomb bay, and inside mm-hmm. it's just functional space to get to the cockpit. It is not big. So trying to jump out of that whilst you're evading fighters and or on fire or in a spin must have been horrible. Yeah. That, that main spar is... Enough. Yes, I've been lucky enough to actually walk inside this beautiful aeroplane and yes you get to the main wing spar I mean just walking through it like this it's, it's, obstacle, it's, moving, obstacle it's very very difficult yeah I mean the main spar is one of the obstacles to get to the flight deck there's loads of other bits of clutter yeah. in the way I mean if you went into that back door now which is the main way we go in in about 10 feet or so you can see the Bombay doors open now first of all there's a big step up over that because the whole aircraft if you think about it was built around the Bombay. Mm-hmm. That's what it was there for, to mm-hmm. deliver the payload. So, and then, yes, as you get further and further out, there's other bulkheads and main spars and um, where the radio operator would sit, that's a big chunk of uh, real estate that you've got to navigate around and finally you make it to the cockpit. And that isn't as far as it goes either because the bomb aim has got to get under the co-pilot seat into yeah. the nose. So it's all ergonomically not particularly pleasant. Would the bomb aimer also be the front gunner? It would. It's a, it's a, a, the, the job doubles up. Uh, I think there were seven members of the crew, and I think you could double up at the front as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And a radio operator, do you still carry a radio the way, operator? No, we don't. No. We have a minimum of four-man flight deck. All those ten seating positions in the airplane, we have a minimum of four crew. Two pilots, a navigator, and a flight engineer. And the way we run the crew, how we work together, is the navigator does all the radios. Oh, okay. All right. And navigation nowadays, do you, have you updated, or do you still, are you still using... Uh, Clocks and, and compasses and... We, we still go flying with a, a paper map. Yeah. I think, um, I can't imagine anything more frightening than the iPad calling it a day as you're approaching the palace <laughs> yeah. and you're trying to hit time on target to the second for, the, for Her Majesty and everything failing. So we, we still have the traditional methods. Yeah. But yes, we employ modern methods to help with the planning phase. And is and there execution. any modern stuff hardwired into the aircraft or is it, is it just you use the add-ons? We've kept all of them as authentic as we can. Yeah. But there are plug-in points for things like uh, GPS in the Dakota. Yeah. Uh, I think there's one in the back for the, for the for the Lancaster as well, but the cockpit fascia and all the old original dials and knobs and stuff is all there as it was. Okay. Uh, a lot of it is pretty much handheld that we take on. Yeah. So Faz, you said that flying this aircraft 
is a terrifying responsibility. Mm. So this may sound like a strange question, but what is the best part of this job? Is it the flying, the anticipation of the flying, the displays, <laughs> or anything else? That it's a few things. Yeah. I think when you, and this started for me on the Dakota, so when you finish your day out, I mean, we don't do just displays. We do fly past as well. Uh, and that can be a village fate, it can be an old people's home, it can be, it can be anything. Oh, good. Uh, could you do both? <laughs> for me, quite soon. You've got a few days till the end of November. Get a, re get a requesting for next year and we'll see what we can do. Um, but we land and we always phone up for, for a debrief to say any problems. You know, was it too noisy? Did we frighten anyone? Are there any complaints? And it's always elation from these people and they're over the moon that you've bothered to come. Bothered to come. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's, yeah, it's yeah. no bother. <laughs> you know? So there's that element of it. When we land, there's always a gathering at the fence there to say hello. It's amazing who tracks you on radar and knows what you're doing, who the crew are. Always nice meeting the public at air shows or the fence or speaking to them on the phone after events. Um, it's always nice to write Lancaster in your logbook. <laughs> but what I think is the real joy is when we get to meet the veterans. Yeah, yeah. And for me, a personal highlight, a couple of years back, we flew Johnny Johnson in his bomb aimers position in that machine down Lady Bower Reservoir oh. uh, in May and it was how low were you? 500 so, feet 500 feet yes yeah. <laughs> that, that's, that's the limit yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh but, I see but that's quite <laughs> that's here. quite interesting as well because um, back in the day when the boys used to practice over Lady Bower Reservoir yeah. at night I don't know how they got that around the corner and down to 50 mm. feet uh, without skimming off the water a couple of times yeah. to line up with the towers because there isn't a lot of room. No. Now, we haven't got the same G limits on this airplane as they had back then. I dare say they didn't really care much about the G limits back then. We, we do to preserve its life. Yeah. But even so, this is a very stable machine. doesn't like turning corners or getting thrown down that well. But how they got it deep into that mm -hmm. reservoir, mm -hmm. lined up straight on speed to practice. I don't know how they did it. Yeah. I really don't. Is it very manoeuvrable? No. Yep. It, it, if you think about it, it's been designed to be a bomber, yeah. therefore a stable platform to line up and deliver the weapon. Right. It's not a fighter, it's therefore not agile, it's the no. abs absolute opposite of what you want it to be. Yeah. So to get it to turn, it requires a big boot of rudder. Um, and if you saw the formation we did this year, um, with the fighters all around us, yes. whenever I was trying to keep behind the hurricane, yeah. tail end Charlie here, all he saw was my tail doing that as oh. I <laughs> move left to right, as I put rudder in to try and turn to keep in position. So yeah, it does require a lot of rudder to turn. Goodness me. Uh, which, which way is the... Uh, are you using opposition rudder? Or you, if nope, you go left, you do a left Roll rudder? left, rudder left. It's incredible then to think that when in a va yeah, during uh, bombing raids, when they've got lit up by searchlights or mm. evading uh, uh, enemy... Uh, fighters that they could spiral these things in the way Corkscrew. they did. Corkscrewing Corkscrew them, yeah. Event. yeah, I think there's certainly one story I've heard of where a crew has brought an aircraft back post a, a raid and he's, the captain's corkscrewed the airplane to evade a fighter and they've pulled so much G that they've actually twisted the tail. Uh, and when they've got that, they've landed, shattered, gone for debrief, gone to bed, woken up, CEO's office now, what have we done to my Lancaster? And it's twisted <laughs> at the back. But, you know, I think back in the day it could take quite a bit of punishment. Yeah. Wow. But yeah. today we wrap it in cotton wool. Of course. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, that, and that, the cockpit position, just going back to, you know, being in combat, mm. you're very exposed, aren't you? There's an awful lot of glazing around you. You are. I'll tell you what, when I did my first flight in the Lancaster, uh, Jim will be aware of this, your first flight in any airplane is called a Famil. And it gets the wow factor out of the way. Okay, yeah. so Even when you go, Wessex, kind of <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah. But it, so, it mean, that. so it means that <laughs> when you do your first instructional trip as a student on the airplane, the wow factor's gone. You can just pay attention. Okay, so my first, uh, my familiar was in the upper turret, 
uh, as, as this aircraft did a fly pass down south somewhere. Uh, flight of Tim, Tim Dunlop was flying it at the time, but you feel very exposed in that upper turret. Very, very exposed. Yeah. Up in the airflow, the whole airplane's below, beneath you. Yes. Uh, you can see all around it, uh, and you are in that airflow. Yeah. Ready to be picked off. Did you just have a permanent grin on your face? For yes, I did. <laughs> yeah. So doesn't come on. Right, I've done this now. I'm bored. I want to go 30 feet up front. Yes. And strap yeah. in, please. Yeah. 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 Uh, and the setup on this Lancaster, you, you talked about um, you have a, a captain and a co-pilot. So there is a, there's the, the right-hand seat has the control yoke, doesn't it? Is that normal in No, it's Lancaster's? not actually. No. Um, yes, it's got the, the lazy boy seat, as we call it. Um, we didn't have co-pilots in them during the day. So the co-pilot's duties today is movement of all the services, flaps, throttles, um, the gear is done by the engineer actually, um, and the co-pilot in the right-hand seat does some route flying, as we call it, to venues, and does some fly pass. He won't do a display, and he won't land it from the right-hand seat because the seat isn't deemed sturdy enough. But back in the day, the flight engineer got from his panel, yeah. put the lazy boy seat in behind him, and did the throttles and flaps for the pilot. Oh. That's how that used to work. So it used to be a single pilot machine. Uh, any rudder pedals in the right-hand seat? There are. There there are. There's a full controls. It's just not deemed sturdy enough to, to take a landing. Okay. So when you are learned to be a captain on the airplane, the first time you land it is the first time you're in the left-hand seat. Yeah. So does that mean it's not authentic, or would Lancasters for training during the nope. war have had that right To my hand? knowledge, that's how it would have been. That would have been. Yep. Yeah. Don't forget, I mean, they built over 7,700 of these yeah. things. I dare say there's a little bit of an attitude of it's a throwaway item. If you bend one, we've got 7,500 more, <laughs> you know. Yeah. But she's very precious to us, so yeah. this is the only one we've got. We look after it. And just, just going back a couple of steps, what was your first landing in this like? You can be a, honest with us, you're amongst friends. It was, it was a peach. <laughs> 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 to be honest with you. Well, it, well, it, it probably was. was. It, you know what, the, the instruction was very good, yeah. honestly. But uh, it's a shame she's not here, but the Dakotas are terrific training vehicle yeah. for us um, sturdy very robust like the Lancaster quite simple in many ways to compare with modern airplanes mm. but it's great for getting your eye in uh, to the technique of, of tail dragger landings um, and as soon as you learn the numbers and got a bit of time practicing from the right hand seat just generally flying it and what it feels like when yeah. you come to land it you're ready for it is it yeah. any way forgiving in landing or is it still quite a no not really because if you think about how I'm going to get a bit technical here on the on the mic, but That's if you fine. if you think about the centre of gravity of the airplane, yeah. if you if you hit the runway hard, yeah. centre of gravity is behind the wheels. So the tail comes down, which increases the angle of attack. Up it goes. Mm. If you force the nose down, bang, and you're into that pilot-induced oscillation. I wouldn't know dread. what that's like. At all. <laughs> no, no. no. <laughs> so the technique really is get the speed right, and as soon as the wheels touch, just check forward to get rid of any angle of attack. That's that's the that's the way to do it. But yeah. I wouldn't say it's particularly forgiving, though. No. No. There was a nasty looking landing at Biggin Hill many years ago, before your time. Might Neil. have seen it on YouTube. Yes, <laughs> I, it's very much on YouTube. Yeah. Where I think uh, we get cold sweats over things like that. Yeah, <laughs> it looks really nasty. Does 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 the tail wheel come? Is it almost a three pointer? I'm not quite sure. What happens, no, we don't. We don't land three pointers. No, in but the something Lancaster. went. It was I a think nasty it might have been. skip, wasn't it? Yeah, I think. I don't, I don't know whether we. And very well there. rescued. It wasn't was there. very I don't know well what rescued. Went wrong. I know, no. but. Um, let's just say these aircraft are not forgiving in, no. in crosswinds. Yeah. No. So it might have been a bit of a strong gust caught him out that day, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But he did well to get it back, yeah. absolutely. But it does just go to show, you know, we're so used to seeing beautiful, smooth landings, time mm. after time. But that, if it does nothing else, illustrates actually the skill required to, to put these things and down. And also, if we don't turn up for an event, 
It's probably the weather. Yeah. We've said no because the wind, wherever we're trying to get the aircraft out of or back into, is out of our limits. And yes. it's exactly that kind of event. That's crosswind limits usually. That There's an ultimate limit of 25 knots for taxiing, yeah. but depending on how experienced you are on the airplane, you've either got a 10 or a 15 knot crosswind limit. That's yeah. not a lot, but believe me, it's enough yeah. for this we've, airplane. We've all been at Dunsfold at Wings and Wheels, utterly disappointed when the... Uh, BBMF and turned up, and then the Vulcans not turned up. <laughs> yes, you know, exactly. We'll go slightly disgruntled, well, <laughs> kids and tears. You know. Not as much Probably as us. Yeah. 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 Is that right? When you um, do a display with with the other aircraft in in the formation as well, is that do you have a, a preset display you'll do, we do every time? It's part of our public display approval. Yeah. Uh, it's one of the things that we will show off to the um, the one star when he comes to. Two star show when it comes to, to do our PDA, yeah. um, it is a, it's a set format. And is that weather dependent, or are you? Um, is Always. it the same? Uh, the, do you have the same display? Or like the Reds have a rolling and a. I get uh, you. Yeah. Um, the difference there is when we arrive as a three ship, yeah. we'll have a set weather limit for that. Yeah. And then as we split up, the fighters, depending on what the cloud base is doing, will do a flat or a rolling display like the Reds. Yeah. Um, but for us, it's for the so three ships, another set of limits yeah. as well. So we're, depending on what weather we've got, we'll try and do something. We'll try and turn up to begin with, and then yeah. we'll try and give you a full display. Yeah. <laughs> is, is this more susceptible to weather uh, cancellations, if you like, than the Spits and the Hurricanes? Or are um, you all on the same? Would there be some displays they could do that you couldn't, based on weather? Not in terms of crosswind. I think, um, I think the Baby, Baby Spitfire has got a 10-knot crosswind limit, whoever's flying it, I think. Some of the other fighters have got up to 15, but that's all we've got in this. 15 knots of crosswind. And I suppose this is the question that nobody wants to know the answer to, but how long can she keep flying for? The senior brass, uh, as we understand it, want to keep everything here going in perpetuity, which is why we work so hard to wow. fly it in good weather, look after it, uh, wrap it in cotton wool in terms of the G limits we put through it, and why very soon it's going to go down for some deep maintenance at Duxford at the end of November and then we'll get it back sometime in the new year. And unlike the Vulcan I guess which is subject to more stresses and strains and lost all its sort of engineering support this can still be... We're hoping to. Yeah. We're hoping to. In many ways it's a beautiful airplane ahead of its time for its day I think but actually quite a simple machine overall. Um, it, it's it's the, 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 the um, intent is to keep it going without oh, a doubt. That's fantastic news. It's obvious what the public get out of it. Yep. I mean, it's fantastic. How do the, the Air Force justify the continuance of BBMF? I think you can't really put a price on the um, celebration that it, it brings. You know, we, we're here to celebrate, commemorate, and inspire, and I don't think you can really put a price on that. Yep. I think when you turn up with this airplane at any air show or any marked anniversary or Queen's birthday fly past or anything like that you can't put a price on that I mean this, this is the only one we've got any other one in the world and I've never known anyone complain about it really <laughs> yeah. not even the accountants no not, not at all yeah. not would, would, would you be happy to see uh, the East Kirkby link just Jane in absolutely the absolutely yeah I think that'd be wonderful I think we could do a lot with that yeah. I think we could uh, fly together around the UK um, it, it wouldn't be better it would just be different there'd be two of us you know uh, and, and we wish them all the, all the luck in the world to get it flying again. It'd be lovely. It's, 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 I mean, it is on the cards. It's not a it pipe dream, is it? No, it is. absolutely. It is going to happen. They've got a plan, and I hope it works for them. I really do. Yeah, I think You'll we'll be fighting do. over spares. I don't know about that. I don't no. know how the spur, spares train works. <laughs> I mean, I think a lot of things that, um, like I said, it's a very straightforward airplane. There's certainly uh, um, enough in the system for Merlin engines and Griffin engines. Yes. You know, we've never had a problem with engines or engine parts. No. Any other parts for it, I think we can 
I wouldn't say readily, but certainly there's a mechanism to get bits made yeah. should we need anything. So um, we've got a, you know, one or two engineering um, things to worry about with it now, but it's just part of the normal engineering process for flying airplanes, let alone priceless warbirds. Yeah. Just going back to the display flying, mm. is the Lancaster always the leader? Yes. Yeah. For that, for that standard three ship, as we call it, Lank Hurry Spit display, yes, mm -hmm. the, the, the Lancaster is, is Memorial One. Yeah. And because you've got three different types, okay, there are big similarities, I assume, between handling and, and performance of the Spit and the Hurricane, depending on which model of Spit. Indeed. So maybe I'm talking myself out my own question yeah, here. Well, but as a bomber pilot, I can't really talk on what a fighter pilot says. <laughs> That's true. But um, so you've got different types all in one formation. Yes. Does that add additional problems in trying to get everyone together? Do you see what I mean? No, I don't what think I mean? so, because, I mean, ultimately, if as we walk out to the airplanes, if the Hurricane doesn't want to start, um, if we haven't got a spare, the other spare Hurricane, there's no reason why we can't take another Spitfire, mm. and the formation will just work the same way. Yeah. You'll yeah. just have two Spitfires to show individually, rather than a, a, a Hurricane and a Spitfire, when it's, yeah. because the formation splits up and does individual displays. Yes, of course. Um, or it can do a, you know, a, a synchro tail chase. Yes. Um, sort of display, but if, if there isn't a hurricane, then it's just going to be two Spitfires yeah. or, or whatever. It, it doesn't change how we fly the display itself. No. So all the moves during the display, whilst you're in that three-ship formation, are called by you? Yes. If you think about it, we're the slowest and most lumbering type up there, so yeah. it's easy for those agile fighters to stay with us. It's yeah. more difficult the other way around, as we found this year during the Trenchard display. Oh, really? Yeah. Doubting my, my apologies, Dowding display. Dowding I knew I'd get right. that wrong. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it, it was my job to stay behind the, the hurricane in yes. Dowding, and it was it was quite hard work. It was hard work putting the inputs in to uh, stay behind the hurricane. <laughs> yeah. Although he was the boss was flying it nice and smoothly, it is still a fighter which is agile, uh, yes. and that wants to stay in a straight line, nice and stable. So. Uh, lots of rudder inputs to try and get it to turn to stay behind it, lots of lag. Uh, Seb was working the throttles quite hard for me to wow. keep right behind as I was doing the steering. It's a challenge, Goodness. but we got it done. Have you yeah. ever seen it from the Spitfire? Have you ever seen a two-seater Spitfire? And no, I haven't, no. Jess has. <laughs> Have I mentioned it? Yeah. not mentioned it. That's, that's amazing. Well, I'll tell you about it over a beer first. <laughs> yeah, okay. you, you, you will be amazed. Yeah. I, I, a few years ago, there was a, a two-seat Spitfire at, uh, at RF Wellington, and I got my dad in that freeze for retirement, which was lovely. Oh, so, oh yeah, fantastic. That was nice to do. How many, sorry, Roy. How many hours have you done? Gosh, in, um, in the Lancaster, I've got about 160, I think. Wow. You need a few hundred more, don't you? Before I do, you, you know. Think about uh, yeah, I'm not going anywhere for a while. <laughs> no. 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 So, one thing, when we listen to the Reds, we're all very used to Reb 1 yeah, calling his commands. And that. <laughs> it's very squeaky. Is it, is it the same for you, or is it slightly more relaxed? We take the <laughs> mix out of the fighter pilots when they do their synchro. Uh, uh, I was rather hoping you might say that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're a bit more gentlemanly, having a cup yes. of tea about it. Would you mind, <laughs> possibly? That's right, yeah. Uh, and you can pretty much read the mind of the, the bomber pilot when he's about to turn the thing, because it slowly rolls. <laughs> yes. you know. But no, the fighter pilots do do that, and we take the mickey out of it. <laughs> yeah. I'm very glad to hear that. Behind yeah, the back, obviously. Yeah. Amongst all the traditions associated with this, there is a lovely tradition that you all have when you, when you board the aircraft with that brass plaque there on is. the side. Yes, well, people talk about the few, a lot, as in the fighter parts in the Battle of Britain, and quite right too, but um, we like to remember the many of Bomber Command that didn't make it home, and if you think about the numbers, you know, well over 50 odd thousand of Bomber Command never came home, that's more than's in the RAF today, which is astounding, so we've got this beautiful plaque that was put on the entrance to the Lancaster at the back, which is the main crew entrance, uh, and it literally says, you know, to remember the many, and every crew member 
and anyone else we take flying every time gives that little tap of appreciation as we climb in. So if you ever follow us on Twitter or whatever, yeah. I talked about the lovely people that watch us to go flying mm-hmm. and, and when, when we come back, a lot of them take pictures of us touching that as we get lovely. in. It's on Twitter later on that day. Yeah. <laughs> so they're aware of what we do and why we do it. Well, yeah. we, uh, <clears throat> we, I'm a member of the BBMF. What's it called? The club. Yep. And uh, on the uh, last memorial uh, mail out, there was a picture of your bum. Oh, lovely. As you <laughs> Thanks for I that. I sent it out to yeah. everybody. I said, oh, no, no. Neatly packed, wasn't pass it? Pass his bum. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> as you were touching it. a bomber it. bum yeah. or a fighter bum on his yeah, Definitely, yeah. <laughs> Thanks Help, for that. Help for comfort, not speed. Yeah. 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 And uh, Rob, you noticed inside, just looking, we were actually walked uh, over to the Lancaster now. Uh, is that a toilet? Inside. Inside on the left, that yep. is the old chemical toilet that the boys would have used, yes. Right. We, we've kept the inside of the airplane as authentic as we can. So if you were to go in and walk up, you'll see all the control cables there down the side of the airplane as it was back in the day. Um, you've got the, you can just see there, the ammo trays that feed the rear gunner. They go all the way to the back. Uh, we've got blank rounds in it now, but that's what it would have looked like back in the day. So yeah, Amazing. toilet's in there as well. Have you ever used it? No. no. It's not live today. Okay. <laughs> it's the only thing that doesn't work. We don't, we, again, part of the preservation of the airplane is we don't put eight hours of fuel in it. Yeah. Uh, that therefore reducing the all up weight of it. Um, so we, we tend not to go above 48,000 pounds all up weight, whereas during the war it had been well into the 60,000 pound range. So we don't tend to stay able for more than about three, three and a half hours. So. Yeah. I've got an AWACS bladder, so I'm good for that. <laughs> <laughs> We've done a lot, a lot about this in the podcast recently, <laughs> haven't we? A lot of yeah. bladder talk. <laughs> yeah. do, do you keep everything serviceable, like the, the, the bomb release um, mechanisms and the guns? Are they kept serviceable or are they...? No, they're not. So we've got hydraulic pumps that service the flaps, the gear, the bomb bay doors, uh, and that's all we use them for. So the hydraulic pumps would have done the release mechanisms it would have yeah. done the turrets as well yeah. they're disconnected yeah. so it's, it's purely about the, the main services the aircraft, that we need yeah. yeah but the you know the Bombay doors come open as part of the display yeah. and we open them as part of the shutdown sequence as well so you can see the Bombay but no the, the mechanism and the turrets are all disconnected is this one configured for thousand pounders or I think it is actually yeah, yeah there's lots of little calipers in there which I, th- I can imagine would be for thousand pounders is that what called a 90 way is it or is that a later thing do you know what you've got me there yeah. I think I might have read that mm. in the Vulcan there's always someone that knows <laughs> more <laughs> than me we can edit that bit yeah, okay <laughs> <laughs> well I believe you've got your tour coming up around the hangar and I can't yeah. I can't um, emphasise enough that the, the volunteers that do the tours around the hangar are extremely knowledgeable volunteers. We're very lucky to have them. So you'll get a lot of, I wouldn't say useless facts, but facts that I don't know when you go around later. There's nothing I'll mention they don't that you know. didn't know the answer to that. And a lot more. I could tell you all about flying it, that's for sure. What, what are your best and worst memories from the 160 hours you've done so far? I don't have a worst memory, quite honestly. You've never, you've never at one moment flying? I've just started flying, and pretty much all the time, I think I'm going to break it's it. It's a completely different end of that spectrum. Okay. <laughs> yeah, true. I think 6,000 yeah. hours later, okay. yeah. and then you're into yes. this. Um, uh, I think my first display at East Kirkby didn't go as I wanted it to. So we have um, limits on when we drop the gear and raise the gear in this airplane. We, we, because of stresses on the airframe, we have to have the wings level before we raise and lower the gear. Yeah. And I was rolling as I called for the gear to come up. So that required a bit of an engineering input. Right. A bit embarrassing for me, okay. but she was fine. But we, uh, we had to go through that process. So I think that's probably my worst experience. That's the worst thing you've done in an aircraft. I'd be pretty happy with that. Well, <laughs> yeah. on, on this aircraft, <laughs> on this aircraft, we won't talk about helicopters, and we certainly won't talk about AWACS. All right, um, I'm joking. But um, 
best memory, I think, without a doubt, is flying Johnny Johnson. Oh. Uh, we got him in here on a very cold morning in May, a couple of years back. Um, got a cherry picker, raised him into the Bombay where he served during the war. Um, took off and flew down Lady Bower Reservoir. In, in, in his old position. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and it was, I got him to sign my logbook when I landed. Oh, I had peace of mind to take that with me and I'll treasure that forever. Yeah. Like yeah. I say, it's about meeting the veterans. Yeah. yeah. And what about flying down the Mall and, and those kind of fly paths? What, what is going on in your... I, I guess the concentration levels are huge, just keeping on What's time. What's going on in my head is what you were going to say. Yes. Yes. Don't get this wrong. Don't get this wrong. Don't be late. Um, but the navigators play a huge part in this airplane um, and the Dakota. Uh, we're very lucky to have that, that brevet on board. They do a lot of the unsung work. Mm. So mm. they'll do all the planning during the week. And if you think that... On a Saturday, for example, or a Sunday, we could have a dozen to 15 fly-past events with maybe a couple of displays in the middle. So they'll choreograph that. They'll do all the planning during the week. They'll liaise with all the event organisers. And um, they'll have that plan ready for us on a Saturday. And we'll have a plan to meet the fighters for the displays. And we'll all split off again and go and do our bits and pieces. So yeah, we're very lucky to have that lot on board. But mm. they do a lot of the hard work in terms of being in the right place at the right time. And that time on target is down to them. And they nail it every time. Mm. In, term, in terms of that planning that you're talking about, obviously this, the, the, book, the displays are booked a year in advance. Yes. Effectively. So on that day, you'll have, say, nine displays, or nine plyplasts and yep. two displays or something. Is that handed to the nav and say, those are the rough times, sort it out? Or well, you, what is happened he given is the, the, times? the um, process is that if you wanted an event next year, you'll make a request. Yep. Tell us the date, the venue and the time bracket when you're available that day, when you'd like is within whatever time your event is open. Yeah. Um, it gets put through the events team, they sanction it, it comes to BBMF, uh, Flutton Andy Priest, the ops officer, will put a rough program together mm. and allocate which assets are going to which fly past events, and then the detail, the minutiae, will come down to the navigator, really, yeah. uh, about rigging the events and saying, I know you want us between three and six, yeah. can we make it 4.43? because we've got an event down the road at yeah. 4.15 or whatever, yeah. you know, and that's how it will kind of work. And, um... No, it's gone. <laughs> how do you navigate? How do you navigate? You <laughs> never found that out. And 4.43 ap applies to what... What's the ground point that you're aiming for at 4.43? Uh, whatever, whatever the datum is that they the give us for I mean, it's that specific. the event. We try to be. Yeah, we try to be as, as, as specific as possible, otherwise you'll just be late and embarrassed. <laughs> No one likes that. <laughs> no, quite. Going back to the question I just forgot, um, do BBMF charge for um, displays or is it... How, how, how displays, I think there is some remuneration, but that's not something I deal with directly. Yeah. Uh, but fly past are certainly... Part so of if, if someone out there wanted to book the BBMF for their particular event, they put a request in, Yep. but is there a cost involved in I that? I couldn't well? tell you what the cost is, if there is one, but certainly if you go to the BBMF website, yeah. you'll find all the details on there that you'll need to to request us, yeah. and whatever administration fee might be applied. I really couldn't comment on what it is. And if it's flying over the house of someone you once flew with, uh, who gave you a flight <laughs> in a Wessex? Well, the rules are... Or Puma? Mate, a Puma. Puma. Uh, yeah, uh, I was a Wessex pilot, but he, was, he took me out in the yeah. Puma that day. Yeah. Um, the rules are it's got to be an event that's open to the public. Right, well, we'll invite some friends. <laughs> it, it can't be weddings and, and, and that sort of thing. It's no. going to be a, a public event that people, people come to yeah. see. Yeah, yeah. Okay. The first top landing gear air show. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, to our own We've got show. an event next year. Put a request in, fellas. We were talking to. before we were recording about getting a flight on this. Mm. And it's, it's, it's rarer than a Willy Wonka's golden ticket. <laughs> it is, and I think yeah. with good reason. I, yeah. think, I think so, because it, it's... A, 
everybody would understandably love to fly this beautiful airplane and I'm, I'm lucky that I have done and, and I've done many times so you could say it's easy for me to say this but if you think about it, it first of all there are rules of who goes on the airplane during displays and, and that's what people come to see with this airplane and display so yeah. you can't fly in it if we're doing a display that's the first reason why we don't take passengers on that but also if we did say yes to one person and opens the door for hundreds of thousands of others and although we'd love to take them all flying we just can't so yeah. unfortunately the permissions to go in this airplane rest with a much higher authority than than us here and understandably otherwise we'd just be batting off mm. every, all three services you know, are the top brass in. fans of scouting for girls the uh, <laughs> highly successful indie <laughs> pop band I, I believe everyone is, is a fan <laughs> <laughs> that might help that might help <laughs> Neil I um, always boast about this to the chaps that bored, bored to tears with it but I used to work at the BBC, I've worked on the air shows. And for the 50th birthday of this beautiful aeroplane, I actually drove up here with a birthday cake. Lovely. <laughs> from the BBC to, the, to PA474, happy birthday. And, um, you know, we did a little film about it. And I remember at the time, and I was shown around inside, which was just amazing. But it was even more difficult moving around inside at the time because they okay. were just kitting it out. They were trying out this experiment of blowing poppies out of the Bombay, right, yes. which was, uh, they got, got it to work um, for, I can't remember what the actual event was, but it's something over the mall. Okay. And it looked absolutely stunning. Is that something that has continued or? No, sadly not. If you look on the nose of, of our girl, you'll see um, a few poppies for, to, to commemorate the poppy events that we did manage. Uh, it was before my time on the flight. Uh, it's something I'd like to start doing again, mm. but I believe there was an incident with the poppies at one point uh, where they all clumped <laughs> together. We in don't big hear blocks. that line very often. No. Do you? <laughs> so I think someone thought, you know what? For now, let's just scratch our heads about this because we'd hate <laughs> right. a big clump like that to hit someone. So um, yeah. for now, we don't do it anymore. But yeah. it'd be nice to see it back again. Oh, it was it was a beautiful effect. I mean, that was one of the most stirring things. Yes, I think I remember I've watching seen. it from outside the flight, thinking that's wonderful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know. We still show her off in other ways. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Right, should we go up then? Should we go up then? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm ready. I We're just need to engineer. Yeah. <laughs> Faz, perfect. thank you so much. We are so envious of you. I think we've all turned a little shade of green. <laughs> My pleasure. Well, uh, I've enjoyed talking to you very much. Thank you very much indeed. Well, thank you. Thank Thanks, you. Thanks, 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 Thanks